you've tuned into the Happily Married and Love podcast with your hosts, Sherry and Michael. Hey, before you do anything else, hit that subscribe button so that way you're notified of every time we upload a new episode. Hey, welcome back. So if you just tuned in, this is Michael and Sherry with the Happily Married and Love podcast. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. 2023. Yeah, we made it. Yes, glad to be alive. Yeah, it's exciting times. It's different times, but it's exciting Mm -hmm. at the same time. All right, so for this first podcast of the year, what we thought we would do is answer some of our listener questions. Mm -hmm. So continue to send questions in. We so like and enjoy having those questions because they do spur further conversation. You know, listeners know that people are listening. And then also it helps us unpack some of the, the topics we're talking through. Mm-hmm. Because and in a lot of the topics we're getting into, just having one or two sessions with us sometimes is just inadequate from that standpoint because we got to give some time to unpack those things. Right? Correct. All right. So our first question comes and it actually says, how do you cultivate healthy conflict in a marriage relationship? i.e. keep it a, a lover's quarrel. You want to start with that? Well, um, we talked about the baggage last week. Right. Two, two, two different right. times. And we're going to circle back to that sometime. We're still talking about uh, having healthy conflict. And a lot of that could, could still be talking about carrying that unhealthiness, mm-hmm. uh, carrying... And, and the conflict comes up, so they're asking, right. how do you keep it healthy? So right. we have to talk about knowing your boundaries, knowing mm-hmm. how to have a a, 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 a fair relation, you know, fair conflict in your relationship. Right. Having a healthy conflict. Um, so I would say the first thing that came to mind when I saw the question, I was thinking through it, was the first thing at least in my book, I would say is you've got to remember and you've got to see your spouse not as the enemy, not as the antagonist, even though they might annoy you as, (laughs) as some of the old Mm -hmm. folks that get on my last nerves. Mm -hmm. And I always ask the question, you got 3 billion nerve endings. So which one is the last? (laughs) But but, you know, I, I get it of, you know, you have to see that you're still in the same team that conflicts will come. Mm hmm. It's just you put two humans together, there's going to be a conflict about something that's right. inevitable. Mm-hmm. But as long as you see that your spouse is with you. You guys are a team. You guys are a team. Now, again, that, that makes an assumption that you've got both people who themselves are working towards healthiness and you mm-hmm. know, all of that. Right. So I would say the first thing. So, But let's talk about you know some of the elements of developing what we call an atmosphere of honesty mm-hmm. because honesty also is one way you cultivate healthy conflicts because if you've got one person that they they can when they they're able to share but not everybody is able to share or feel comfortable asking for what they need mm-hmm. but being in an atmosphere of honesty is when you're in that conflict you first of all we talked about see them not as an enemy but as a team member mm-hmm. um if I can prolong this a little bit more, having played on some sports teams in school and even intramurals and other things, mm-hmm. you know, there's a guy, okay, I'll, I'll use basketball. Okay. Or maybe, no, maybe I'll use volleyball. <laughs> okay, because I like both. <laughs> there were some people on the team that 
they would almost hog it. You know, they were always, if they were good, you know, so you can get upset with them. It's like, dude, why, 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 you know, come on. Or female, if you were doing co-ed, you know, if they did something wrong, I might be upset at them, but they're still on my team. I'm not going to kick them off the team. I ain't going to berate them and blast them. It's just something Mm -hmm. that happened. Mm -hmm. Or if I served wrong and hit it out of bounds two or three times, didn't but thank god <laughs> but you know you know they're gonna be mad at me but mm-hmm. then they're gonna kick me off the team right all right so first of all confront in a loving and positive manner yes so let's talk about that well proverbs 15 1 i'm sorry i cut you off yeah I that's what i was gonna it. say the scripture it says a soft answer turns away much wrath and that's a king james version mm-hmm. you know if you got another translation that might talk about you know your soft startup. I think it's one one translation. You know, someone's going off. You start up softly. A gentle answer uh, turns away wrath, but a harsh words stir up anger. Stir up anger. Yeah. So you're gonna give a gentle answer, even though you may be frustrated. You're gonna say, "No, we're going to resolve this mm-hmm. in a loving and a positive manner." And you got to work at it. Because yeah. when you're in the midst of and the heat is heat of the battle, let's <laughs> mm-hmm. see. I'm going back mm-hmm. to the battle again. In the yeah. heat of the conflict, yeah. Because it says here, a harsh word stirs up anger. So yeah. the more the anger words starts coming out, the yeah. more it's gonna it's gonna stir it up like you do a right. pot of soup. So what's the anger word? Some examples. Anger. Um, anger words. Just rage. something. Rage. I mean, just something that would kick you off. Okay, say say you and I are in conflict, and there's just something if I said it, you would know. Oh man, that's anger. Okay, we're we're, we're going. The gloves are off. <laughs> <laughs> Probably when or harsh word is really what it says. Yeah, or what's yeah. a harsh word? To me, when when we get into a di- when we get into conflict, you be sometimes you become uh, sarcastic. Ah, sarcasm, right? Mm-hmm. Sarcasm can really do it. Okay. Right, like what do you mean, or oh, you mean such and such? You know, that would be like okay. Right. It's almost like when we put the gloves on, let's let's box. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. And, and you would just say stuff that really starts attacking the person instead of the topic. You become historical is one way of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, you always. Yeah, see, right there, right right there. That That's a harsh, can mm-hmm. be a harsh word. Mm-hmm. Unless it's really true. It's like, well, you know, you always do this. And they well, yeah, I can't argue with that. Guilty mm-hmm. as charged. <laughs> it depends on what it is. Yeah, so certain trigger words. Right. So confronting a loving and positive manner, mm-hmm. Proverbs 15, one, you said a gen- gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stir up anger. Mm-hmm. So start developing a vocabulary, you know, that, that's more expansive. You may, if you don't have the words for it, go find it. Like, hey, you know what? Um, instead of like, man, I'm pissed. I could say that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know um, I said, you know what, when this happened, it really upset me and I really became angry. Mm-hmm. That might be too many words for people, but you, you get the concept. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another thing is complain, but don't criticize. Right. Um, criticizing me is when you just go back to attacking the person, mm-hmm. but you might say, you know, when you this is how I feel when this happens and I'm tired of it. We keep going back over it and over it and over it. Right. It's bugging me. And, but see, that's complaining. That's not criticizing. You didn't say I'm tired of going because of you. Mm-hmm. You statements like, Hey, I feel this way. 
hey, I've noticed this. This is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And then that, 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 that diffuses some of it instead of saying, well, you, you know, you're acting just like your mama. Mm-hmm. Or that you, mama thing, yeah, that can really be a trigger. Or your daddy or... You know you you know you 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 meant to do this. Mm-hmm. You blah 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 blah. You know you, that person feels now they're feeling criticized. Right. Or again, I mentioned it earlier about attacking the person. Man, how stupid can you be? Right. Whoa. That's with their character. That's character. Mm-hmm. Now what you didn't you can say, well, that was a stupid decision. You know, right. But you yourself are not stupid. That was a stupid decision you made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And just just the the, the 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 vile language that comes out of people's mouths, I just <laughs> I just think that's just really degrading. But I know in this society, those mm-hmm. words fly out more mm-hmm. times than one. They fly out. You talking about profane? You talking about just straight cussing? Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about that. I you know I myself don't do that, but I know I've been around people who do do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not no judgment, mm-hmm. but. I would feel like that's really degrading a person when you do that. Yeah, when you're calling them a whatever. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, because you're attacking that person. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to your partner and believe them, unless they have a hit. Now, if they have a history of lying, you know that that's different. Mm-hmm. But assuming that they are really sharing the truth and being honest with you, so you'd be able to listen to them. Active listening. So if a person doesn't know what active listening is. We really recommend go online and find some of the, the the ways of listening. So just real quick, what we've learned to do, and we call it the drive-through right, method. Right. Okay. So if you're driving up to, I don't know where people listen. I'm gonna, I don't go to Sonic, but I'm gonna say Sonic. Now the is probably a bad one, but mm-hmm. let's say Burger King. Hey, I want a number two. Now everybody, I don't even know what a number two is out there, but <laughs> use right, an example. Right. I want a number two. No onions. Um. And extra mayo, add tomatoes and lettuce to it. Uh, instead of fries, kind of get a substitute, kind of get oranges, and let me have a Powerade. Mm-hmm. You know, they should be able to read back to you and says, "Hey, you want a number three with onions?" No, wait, stop. I said a number two, no onions. And that's what that active listening is. Right. You know, if you're your partner sharing. And you're just waiting for them to take a breath. You're right, already going right. into your say, mind. Mm-hmm, you haven't listened mm-hmm. to them yet. Correct. I was like, don't, don't come up with, you know, when they're done, I'm going to say this mm-hmm. before you really listen to what they were saying. Right. Yep. And the practice we do is says that we say it sounds like because especially if you're sharing something and I'm like there and say, okay, what I what I hear is this. Mm-hmm. What I think you're saying is this. And then I give that person says, no, that's not what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Correct. Okay, cool. Or it's like, yeah, you got it. And then especially as you get better at listening, you begin to hear, wow, the issue at hand right here is not a real issue. There's something else that's really mm-hmm. bugging it. It's mm-hmm. coming out looking like this. And as you begin to share and talk, it's like, oh, okay. So something, what happened today or what, you know, what's going on? Correct. One, one scripture we want to leave with people is 1 Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. Verses four through seven, and I'm gonna read this out of um, the Holman Christian Standard Bible version. It says, "Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, is not boastful, is not conceited, does not act improperly, even in the midst of conflict. Mm-hmm. It doesn't act improperly. It's not selfish. You know, if you always have to win, right? Always have to win. 
there. And that's just a, that's an example of selfishness in a battle. Or, or I keep going back to battle, but conflict. <laughs> <laughs> conflict. Yeah, yeah. You know, is not provoked. This, I will, uh, I'll pause for a moment because I know King James Version says not easily provoked. This one's not provoked. So again, that maybe that's up another part of aspect. If you got mm-hmm. a conflict, you you're making a decision. I'm not going to be provoked. Mm-hmm. They might be, you know, depends on what a person is. Hopefully, that's not the case. Right. Does not keep a record of wrongs. That's where you become historical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, two weeks ago you did this. Six months ago you did this. In right. the last three right. years, it's like you keep notes on, right, their failures or or their faults or whatever. Right. Exactly. You know, and love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, and believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Now, obviously, you're not believing a lie. There's wisdom that's involved in that. Mm-hmm. For time's sake, we're not going to unpack all that. But he says, but for, for, for your spouse, that's what you should do. Okay? Yeah, yeah. The last one says, uh, the he, last thing we want to say is healing words. I am so sorry. Will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. That's good. These are all healing a healing conversation that you're having mm-hmm. with your spouse. Right. Having a healthy conflict is what the question was. Right. How do you cultivate healthy conflict? Mm-hmm. And then that way it stays as a lover's quarrel, you know, because you're ending, you're bringing resolution to it. Now, there's we didn't put a time frame on that, but no. you, that's something that you, if those are elements you pull in there, and that'll help you. All right, so let's move on to the next question. All right, so the question is, what role does demonstrating grace and repentance towards your spouse play in building trust and love for each other? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, that's that's a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, but the question is, what role does demonstrating grace and repentance towards your spouse play in building trust and love for each other? That almost sounds like a, if it's not a physical affair, it could be an emotional affair in a relationship. And you have to demonstrate grace and repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, the person, you know, was was having a little bit too many conversations with the opposite sex. Okay. And they're like, oh, nothing happened. And the spouse is like, you know, but it seems like it. You all went to lunch together. You talked on the phone. When you had a problem, I saw his 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 or her name on the text message even. Okay. Or the email. And it was just way too much. Okay. And they're trying to apologize and say, look, I really did not. I, I didn't mean for that to hurt you. Would you please forgive me? I'm, I, I apologize. Okay. So that's the repentance part. So mm-hmm. how does demonstrating grace Show well, up. you extend the grace of, well, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. that they were telling the truth, and I'm going to go the, I don't know, if it's go the extra mile of I'm not going to treat them the way I'm really feeling. Well, hopefully if you've got good communication skills, you'll be able to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, here's something, you walk through it and talk about it, share your feelings honestly, and be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Um. You know, but also one thing I, I wanted to share on this is a lot of people, a lot of couples know about the language, love languages. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've rarely heard someone even talk about the language of apology, because just like you, there's a love language, there is language of apology. Right. Um, 
I really recommend that the same website or very similar website as you, yeah, it's the same one that has love languages. If you go through it and you put in an apology, they'll actually walk you through and there's a test for it. So what we're going to do is hit these at a high level. All right. So everybody has a language of apology that mm -hmm. means something to them. And just like a love language is if a person scores high in quality time, and you just keep doing stuff for them or giving them gifts, mm -hmm. they'll be like, uh, okay, that's cool, but it's not really meaning as much as a, just your time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first one we're going to talk about is expressing regret. Some people's language is like, all they're looking for is, I just need somebody, you know, all I need is that you express regret that you, sh that you show, okay, that you verbally said that I can see it in your actions. So that means something to, mm -hmm. to them mm -hmm. versus another person might be like, eh, okay. Great, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. okay. Another one is accept responsibility. I think right. everybody wants that, if, you know, because I don't want somebody just to, you know, they, they push it off. Kids do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw my son under the bus, but yeah, as he was growing and developing, <laughs> you know, well, so and so. It's like, okay, well, what did you do in that? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. when, when they were young, you know, kids, right. we all did it. Right. Mom, somebody's talking to me. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> Did you do something? <laughs> right, accept responsibility. Accept responsibility. Mm -hmm. And some people that is that's very meaningful to them. Okay. Another one is they're looking. Their language actually is cultivating empathy. Mm -hmm. They want somebody to feel. Okay, feel what I feel about this. Right. You know, feelings are, are and they're valid. And it's valid. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I'm not sure what yours is. I don't think yours is cultivating empathy. But I use an example is like if I did something that hurt you, and we had a conflict and I'm just kind of glossing over it like, eh, just get over it. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you kind of like that. You know, you, you just mm -hmm. you can't handle this. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> you, you, you know, you know, Sherry just can't handle this. <laughs> you know, I'm not empathizing with you at all. Mm -hmm. But if I say, you know what, this sounds like this really hurts you. I can see that this really hurts you. I'm sorry about that didn't mean to that like I see that had really impacted you I'm right. sure empathy. and some people that's what they, they're looking for exactly okay mm -hmm. another language is offer make or offer to make restitution mm -hmm. some people are like okay cool I heard what you said but how are you gonna how are you gonna make this right right you know because I don't want you just you know words what are words words are cool but you got to make this right and some people that's like they're looking for you to say or um, okay, they messed up. Okay, let me say example. Uh, a guy's always late from like, yeah, I know we were supposed to go somewhere, but he's late again. Okay, mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. a little different because jobs come up. But like, no, you were just mismanaging your time. Right. And they're looking for them to say, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I've set my clock. I set my phone on there. It's going to ring me 45 minutes before we're due. So I know to get on the road or whatever and get there. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Um, another one language is genuinely repent, <laughs> repent. If you want a biblical definition of the word repent, it literally means to change directions as a result of changing your mind. A real simple one is you're trying to go to Lexington, Kentucky, mm -hmm. but you're on 75 North heading towards Miamisburg. <laughs> <laughs> you can say all day, Hey, I'm going to Lexington. Oh, you plan on going there like tomorrow? something to next week because right now you're heading north mm -hmm. but genuine repentance says whoa you know what i'm on the wrong direction let me get off turn around and i'm heading the other direction and that's genuine repentance mm -hmm. 
you know, um, a great biblical example is the prodigal son. The prodigal son was like, you know, he when he found himself in the pigsty, you know, eating pig slop. Then he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going back home. And not only am I going back home, I'm going to say this to dad. And here's what I'm prepared to do. Not even be a son. I want to make me just right. a servant. Make him a servant. That was mm-hmm. just, boy, I mean, he was expressing regret. He accepted responsibility. He was offering to make, well, he couldn't make restitution because he blew through the inheritance. Right. It ain't like, hey, dad, I got this hundred grand. I'm about to pay you back. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't do that, you know, but that's what some people are looking for. And I know this one is my highest one. When I took the test, it really helped me out because I understood even just growing up, I was cool with people saying, hey, sorry, but I'm looking at. You better bear bear. I didn't didn't know the scripture about bearing fruit meat for repentance. (laughs) (laughs) But I was always looking for, okay, I hear you, but I'm looking for your change. Right. In our conflicts, you know, you say, sorry, but I'm looking like, okay, wait a minute. You said sorry, but you just did that last time. Not to be historical, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, in my mind, you haven't repented. You haven't changed. And then that apology is is hollow. That's Mm -hmm. just the way I process. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. people do that. Right. And then uh, some people just literally, they're waiting. Their language is, they're waiting for you to ask forgiveness. Or they may jump to, because that's their primary language, they may quickly ask for forgiveness. Hey, right. would you forgive me? You know, because this actually goes both ways. It's not always receiving, but it's also how you actually show your apology to mm-hmm, someone. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, you know, uh, ask for forgiveness or ask or or say, I I apologize. I apologize. And you yeah. wait for that person to come back and say, you know, I accept your apology. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, because very often that does come through because if a person never accepts your apology, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, have you really forgiven them? You know? Correct. Or they say, oh, I was never upset with you anyway. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I really am sorry or I really am apologizing for my actions. It was wrong. Right. And then, you know, the second part of their question was, you know, how does, when you do this, how does, okay, wait a minute, let me rephrase it. It says, and what role does demonstrating grace and repentance toward your spouse play in building trust and love for each other? Way I see that is if I learn your apology language mm-hmm. and I'm I'm keying to just like I love learned your love language, learn these other things about you, mm-hmm. is if I'm real diligent but I'm making sure that your apology language is is felt and heard, you're gonna trust me. It's Correct. gonna build and it's gonna build love towards towards each other. Mm-hmm. Now we're not saying it's gonna happen immediately. We still oh, no. say no. these things take time. It's kind of like a cut. Mm-hmm. Or we say right. it's like a cut. It's like when you right. cut yourself, or mm-hmm. you know something needs to heal up. It takes time to heal up. True. As long as the person doesn't reopen the the, the, the cut. Well, yeah. If it's healed, then it's it's really hard to reopen it. But yeah, you're just saying if it's kind of there's like a bandaid on it or a scab or something. Mm-hmm. Really hasn't healed yet. It's just kind of just sitting there, and somebody punches you or smacks you in the arm, <laughs> or the leg, or whatever. And then you're like, "Oh, <laughs> gotcha." All right, we got one more question on this one, and this is a really interesting question. I say, "How do you know when to be fun and when to be serious with your spouse?" Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm chuckling because I, I, I've, I'm still learning. I've gotten better with it, but I'm still learning with that. Um, I remember we were reading a book by uh, Emerson Eckeridge, mm-hmm. and I can identify with one point. He says 
he had to learn the placement of humor because he used humor a lot. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it came across as being insensitive and sometimes it was misplaced humor. Some stuff is just funny. Sometimes I, I'm, I'm not a comedian, but sometimes I think like a comedian. I've, I've watched a few of them, and they said, <laughs> you just see life that way. And some stuff is just straight up funny. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is true. So I got to say this, and I can use an example of um, sometimes you would be just being, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying, I don't know if it was romantic, or you're just kind of sharing your love, just, just connecting with me. And I would just say something. That's very true. And you just look at me like, you just blew it. Just blew it. Yeah. Like, don't even try to go back to it now because. I couldn't no. clean it up. Mm -mm. I couldn't clean it up. And I'm trying to, I've gotten better with it because I can't even think of an example. But it was no. something, something you would compliment me on or something, and I would, I would just use humor with it. Mm -hmm. um, so, to answer their question, when, when to be fun and when to be serious is, I would say, again, you got to know your spouse. Right. If you can kind of see that your spouse is something's really, well, maybe the content of the, you know, what are they sharing? You're listening for, okay, where are they at right now? Mm -hmm. If they're just kind of pondering and they're thinking or they're, they're kind of sharing from a place that something's really, yeah, you, you probably don't want to be fun with them. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you might need to use a little levity to lighten the situation up, you know, especially if it's pretty heavy, heavy um, situation. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to be serious all the time. Sometimes, like, Sherry, you need to loosen up. <laughs> you know, why are you so, why are you so tense? <laughs> you know, go ahead. You I mean, it. I'm just saying, you you know, uh, there are times to have fun. There's there's a balance. And there's right. other times that a person's serious with you and they're mm -hmm. trying to, this person's telling a joke while you're trying to be serious about whatever you're trying to right. say to your you know, your partner, whatever. Right. You have to be sensitive to that. Right. Because it could really throw them off and be like, you know what, I can't even tell you. Then you're wondering, like, well, such and such knew, and how come I didn't know? Well, the other, my other person, my other friend or whoever decided to listen to me and really let me be serious about what I was saying, and you were you were throwing jokes out there, mm -hmm. you know? Right. That's true. And sometimes you really, you know, depending on, you know, mm -hmm. um, the person's rest level, let's just say that, ah, rest right, level, Right. you're trying to have fun, and, and that's all good. But if the person's tired, they may it may come across that they don't want to be, you know, it's like, I'm I'm tired or whatever. Or they're hangry. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, I think sometimes fun could be, you're right, okay, if, you, if you're raising small kids, you know, you're around kids all day, it goes back to that last nerve. <laughs> they, they, they have, they've exhausted all of them. <laughs> you know? But, you know, sometimes fun might be just, you know, if you're just coming in, maybe you just, just grab them, just hug them real quick, you know, mm -hmm. you know, pick them up if you can or whatever, or just, you know, just do something fun like that or just whatever. Share a joke with them. Pick up who? I'm just thinking about the husband came in and just, you know, oh. he just kind of grabbed his wife and just oh, lightly okay. picked her up. I was up. like, wow, you picked them up. Well, it depends on. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on. on. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, okay. That, that could be a fun time, and then other times is where, like you said, if they're being serious, like trying to say, hey, you know what, I'm I'm not gonna try to tell a joke. And you, and, I, and I'm sharing from my experience. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, 
wait a minute, this is not a place for a joke. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Listen. Now, as again, as we go, if something's just funny, it's just funny. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you've laughed, too. You've been mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, that, that was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Okay, anything else on that? No, I, I feel like we've covered a lot. Yeah, those are really three good questions. And then I know we've got another listener. We, we're not going to cover those today, but another listener sent us some other questions that um, some other things that we're gonna, we can get into. Cool. All right. Oh, wait a minute. You got, you got one more? Well, I, I can read. Okay. What this says, words are powerful. They mm -hmm. can give life. They can tear down. When a spouse has said hurtful and cutting things to another, those things have damaging and destructive consequences emotionally mm -hmm. and even spiritually to your communication and trust in each other. In light of that, how do you rebuild healthy, loving communication habits in the wow. midst of the rubble caused by your own harsh and unloving communication patterns towards your spouse? Wow. Wow, that's a heavy one right there. Um, so it says, when the spouse is said hurtful and cutting things to another. So, all right, so let's assume that you are the spouse that said damaging and destructive things because mm -hmm. words life and death are in power of the tongue mm -hmm. i would say first of all individually you need to go back and well that you're sensitive you can see that your words have cut your words have mm -hmm. caused mm -hmm. i mean there's silence you know stonewalling stonewalling you could see all of the the things mm -hmm. is First of all, acknowledge your own part. You got to own it. goes back to you got to own your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes that, that, that takes time just to move away from the situation <clears throat> and, you know, try to resolve as best you can right then and there if you can. But then understand that, that the emotions are there and it's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. Feelings have been hurt. Mm -hmm. It's going to take some time. I would say that once you've, you've at least done your initial reconciliation that you guys set a time to agree to come back and revisit it mm -hmm. when you can revisit it without the feeling. So let's use an example of repairing after a conflict. Mm -hmm. All right. Imagine you, you're, you know, for those in Cincinnati, the Aronoff Center, or you're just in a, you're in a play, you're in a, in an opera house or a playhouse. Mm -hmm. You're in the balcony and you're watching a play on the stage. Mm hmm. So the play on stage is actually the conflict that occurred. So you have to try to step back objectively and talk through or, or look at that and do it in such a way where you're not in the midst of it again because you don't want to re rehash it. Right. You can still feel some of it, but if you're starting, but if you if your emotions are still too hot and too tied to it, now's not the time. Mm -hmm. You need when you got to a point where you can really talk about it and not jump right all the way back into it and talk through why, why did it happen? What else was going on that may have led up to it? Mm -hmm. And then that's how you can build, begin to talk through and use communication skills of listening. You got to learn how to listen. That's what we recommend. Check out some things we can, I think we've shared some other ones on listening skills. Mm -hmm. There's some great websites out there to talk about listening skills and communicating, you know, developing those things. Um, and then build communication habits. I would say one other communication habit of there's times maybe you take five or 10 minutes, you and your spouse sit down, no kids, no phone, no other distractions. Right. You put your chairs, you face each other mm -hmm. 
one person takes like a minute or two and just talk about whatever, whatever topic they want to. Mm-hmm. You don't interrupt them unless there's something that's like, hey, wait a minute, help me understand that part. Yeah, let them talk. Some clarity. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't criticize them, don't judge them, Mm-mm. and let them talk and share. And then what you do is you rehearse back to them what I heard you say. It goes back to the drive-through communication skills. Correct. You want a number two, no onions. You don't want French fries, but we have a mixed fruit bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you you wanted a Powerade. Now we got two flavors of Powerade. Which one you want? Mm-hmm. That's different. And so the person feels heard, and you don't move on until that person acknowledges that they've been heard. You know? Correct. And you can ask clarifying questions. Make that a habit. Start practicing, and the more and more you do that, and it's like now you. And it's funny how you get to know each other. You and I have been married long enough, and we've gone through this. That even if I say something or don't say something, you look at you know you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or even sometimes you do, and then you just ask me questions. I'll just say, "Hey, now nah, I, I can't talk about it right now. I'm trying to figure out. I, I don't have the words for it." And you know, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Or other times I can look at you and say, "Okay, I can tell what's up. You know, we we can talk through it." Right. But it took time. Yeah, it takes time. It's not an instant thing. Right. A lot of presumptions, but you know, we learn to ask each other questions. Okay, what's going on with that? I, you know, help me understand that. Questions are not direct points or comments. It's like, no, ask the question first to, to right. understand what what's going on when that person did what they did. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And don't attack them. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's that's good. That's good. Yeah. Appreciate these questions, though. We I really do. do today, being the first first day of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> questions are always. Always good for us. We love the comments and the questions. Yeah, it is. You know, because it, it, that's why we're here, and that's why we have this podcast, to help share with other younger couples or well, maybe even older couples, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just some of the things we've learned that I think we're, you know, it's funny. We had a conversation with um, a friend earlier today and just talked about one thing society isn't doing enough is celebrating couples that have made it, have gotten longevity. Mm-hmm. That in the media, social media, TV, you name it, there's always this negative that you know you see people breaking up, especially Hollywood. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But you hear more about these couples breaking up. This person did this. You know, I mean, the whole thing with Yee and Kardashian, right? Oh man, I'm tired. Okay, I don't want to hear anymore about that. <laughs> That's one yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV anyway. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but versus, hey, let's celebrate this couple's been married 20, 30, Well. 15, 20, 30 years, Correct. 40 years, mm-hmm. and something's working for them. You know, and they, they seem to be happy that no one said they're perfect. And so that's why we want to share what we're learning mm-hmm. and some of the things we can help bless people. Right. God called us to do it. We want to fulfill that purpose. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And we thank, you, we thank our listeners who have been listening all this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we celebrate you and, and pray for you, you know. Mm-hmm. On a regular basis to bless our listeners. Amen. Mm-hmm. Cool. So with that, you just want to say a quick prayer, then we'll wrap up. Sure. Lord, bless everyone, every hearer, every listener today. Mm-hmm. Strengthen their marriage. Um, give them understanding and direction, Lord, in this coming year that they'll they'll make plans, Lord. And But they know, Lord, you're the ultimate planner, Lord. So. Mm-hmm. You'll help them work through whatever differences they're having, whatever conflict, Lord. We thank you for this, this, these couples and these relationships to grow stronger and stronger in you, Lord. 
we praise you. We thank you that the enemy's power is broken. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. No evil That's befall right. them. No plague come near their dwelling, Lord. That's right. We give you the glory, the honor, and praise today. In, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Go ahead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, all serious aside, yeah. You know, just to bless the people. So, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. So this has been Michael. And Sherry. With a happily loved. In <laughs> happily in, in love. love. Happily married in love. Married in love. See, I got it. I messed up too. Yeah, we're having fun now, right? I'm, I'm going to leave that in. I'm not even going to cut down. <laughs> That'd be on the blooper reel. It gets long. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but this has been Michael and Sherry with the Happily Married in Love podcast. So until next time, peace. peace.